Hi guys, welcome to our podcast number three, Daddy Central, the place to be. Welcome, I'm Caesar, And I am Damien, how's it going? It's a, it's a frosty evening here in Sydney, because we, we record in Sydney, and it is a frosty evening, winter is setting in. It seems to have been a very, very long summer. It was a long summer, uh, but winter's great because it's the, the one time of the year where you get to rug up, you get to do a lot more indoorsy sort of things. You can peel the layers off rather than, uh, you know, in summer, you, that's it. You, you got no choice. You got no choice. It's mosquitoes and <laughs> sweat. That's, <laughs> that's it. it. That's it. That's it. So and For everybody who's not in Australia and you're not familiar with mosquitoes, <laughs> they're pretty rough. They yeah. really are. Australian mosquitoes, Australian flies, they're like magpies and jumbo jets. So they, they just come at you at, at a million miles an hour. Relentless. I had a, a great chat today with the, the kids, uh, my two boys. There's, there's a pamphlet that you get in Australia uh, which outlines all the dangerous spiders that you can find in your garden. And we have shitloads. <laughs> and, and it turns out there is a lot of them. Yes. And the most frightening thing is normally if you get a, a pamphlet like that, you hope that you never see these things. But we found most of them in our garden. <laughs> The only thing we didn't have was the big brown snake. <laughs> Other than that, everything, the funnel webs, we, they're all, we covered everything. Red backs, everything yeah. that for uh, an expat traveling yeah. to Australia. The an things expat that, Irishman, you know, here we go. All the things I'd be frightened of. And, you know, I'm trying to turn around to the kids and say, these articles are only there to warn you in case you come across any crazy species of, of spider. However, you mean like this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. However, the kids are handing me them in a little glass bowl saying, yeah, just like this one. Yeah, 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 yes. Put that down. No. They're, they're terrifying, though. I've, I've always been pretty frightened of spiders for no particular reason. I think maybe I just got it in my head. I, maybe I saw that crazy movie years ago. Uh, Arachnophobia. Well, either that one or they, what's it, Eight-Legged Freaks? <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, well, you deserve to be scared with watching movies like that. Eight-Legged Freaks. Eight-Legged Freaks. No, I, uh, I, hate, I hate spiders. The worst, the huntsman. They're the, probably the, the, the least of the dangerous spiders, but they move so damn quick. They do. And, yeah. and I just don't like it. I don't like the fact that one minute... You think you've got them, and then all of a sudden, out of the corner of your eye, they're moving at a million miles an hour. I don't like it. I can't handle it. It's just not normal. Uh, and just, again, for those listening overseas, a huntsman can be the size of your hand. Uh, These things are huge. Not a Donald Trump hand, mind you, because he's, <laughs> he's got fairly petite hands. So, yeah, look yeah, at, I can handle a, a, regu- a regular-sized hand. <laughs> a normal 13-year-old boy's hand, not a Donald Trump hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, mate. No messing around. No, no messing holding around. back tonight. No, no, no. Wow. no. Not that this is a political show in any way, shape, or form. No, there's nothing political about somebody's mm. hand. I think that's. Uh, I mean, his foot size, well, you know, <laughs> each to their own. We, we're not here to comment about No, uh, we, no we are not. That, <laughs> that's it. But yeah, I mean, these things are massive. Yeah, they are. Massive, big, huge spiders. And I, I read an article. <laughs> I spent my time looking up these crazy articles. And by the way, none of them originate in any sort of reputable source. These are. <laughs> someone's blog somewhere but that, they, that they saw on the back of a Wix uh, <laughs> yeah. packet where uh, half yeah. of it had been torn off and they ended up putting it together themselves yeah yeah they, they, these are these are like terrible stories but this one said that the uh, the, the true man is gone the true man is gone. The true man is gone. Pray tell, Mr. Leith. Well, the, the article went on to say that in the olden days, a man would go out and he would hunt 
and he would you know be a provider and he was uh, not frightened of spiders and uh, 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 yeah <laughs> you know the usual sort of things mm. that you you all see in those old movies where the man's like, he's rough and the the lady's the damsel in distress that that kind of yeah, old yeah. old fashioned sort of way i did think of it though when i was approaching a spider and i called my wife and i said, I said hey island can you uh <laughs> bye uh, you handle this. I'm the worst because I don't like to kill spiders or, or anything like that. I, I just, I don't. Um, I'm, yeah. even, I'm even bad with mosquitoes, anything. I, I, I don't like to kill anything. Yeah, see, uh, for, our, um, for our listeners out there that are very much into animal rights and so on, and I respect that. Each to their own. Everyone has a, has a right to, to an opinion and, and whatnot. But as far as I'm concerned, if you're in my house, <laughs> unless you've been invited, you're a guest... You're my child, or my wife, or you're paying rent. You're not meant to be there. So, the so you class them as intruders. <laughs> do you? Intruders. So if you're potentially going to scare the shit out of me at, at two o'clock in the morning, gone. If you're going to annoy me at two o'clock in the morning by buzzing around my ears, you're gone. So as far as I'm concerned, do not enter. Well, well I, I'm kind of like that, but I'm terrible because I don't want to kill them. I don't want to do anything like that. I always feel bad about it. The, the guilt would set in afterwards. But what I do do is I, I call Eileen and say, hey, Eileen, can you have a look at that spider over there? And I know what she's going to do with it. So in a way, I, I know what I'm doing. There's a term for that. Uh, and, I'm, and it escapes me at the moment, but I'm sure it's not too good. <laughs> uh, I suppose if there was a court case, I would be caught for uh, by association. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's one of those things. No, I I, um, I have a little bit of a different scenario where I just I spray. I'm a sprayer. So, you know, Mortine... Are you talking about crop duster? Yeah, mate, if I could, I would have a chopper or a, or a Cessna in the house... Not that my house is that big, but you know, if you know what would be great, having a a drone with a with a can of mortine, so it'd be like the Red Baron chasing uh, its 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 prey with a, with a spray and chasing the mosquito down there. I would love that. It'd be like the Olympics of getting rid of insects. You know what? I think here on this podcast, you've just invented something. Somebody is going to listen to this, and they are going to make that. If if you are somebody who's listening and you do make a drone with a bug spray on it. Please take a photograph. And, send it through. And, and send it through, because we'd love to see it. And obviously we'd love to take, well, 10%. I can't take it, but we'd love to take a percentage of your royalties. 10%. We'll, we'll split. I'll take 10% uh, and I'll split it with Damien. There oh, you go. Well, okay, there, that sounds like a fair <laughs> deal. Here we are again. Uh, welcome back to uh, the podcast. Now, uh, Damien, earlier on, we were just having a bit of a conversation um, about how, as dads, we have a certain expectation and kids sort of turn those expectations on their heads. So we all of a sudden find ourselves being a slave to the situation. Um, and I know you weren't too happy about that earlier on. It's totally true. I, recently, I find that I'm saying to my kids so often, when did I become your slave? <laughs> and it happens so often. You know, if I get up off the couch to go into the kitchen, they're asking me, bring back a spoon, bring back a glass of water. You know, multiple things. And, I, and I'm looking at them like, 
hey, I'm the older guy here. Yeah. You are fit and able. Why am I standing up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My fit are cold and you should be bringing my yeah, slippers. When did the roles get reversed? I had a whole bunch of different views yeah. of what it would be like in years to come. And uh, yeah, I've definitely, I've become a slave. When you're growing up, I mean, you have these, these visions of, Okay, my kids, you know, I had to look after, in my case, it was it was my mum, but um, she was my, my everything, but I, I did everything for her. She asked me, she would ask me to get something. I'd, sure, mum, not a problem. I, I thought to myself, one day, when I have kids, I'll be able to ask them to, can you go and get me some toast? Can you go and get me a cup of tea? Or can you get me... Can you massage my feet? Can you massage my feet? <laughs> it's, um, actually, my daughter tonight, she, uh, she was demanding... Oh, <laughs> demanding a massage on the feet is like, uh, darling, no, that is got something to do. It, it's probably because of their age, where, where they're at, but it definitely seems like that sometimes. Is it girls or is it boys or is it both? Well, in my case, it's both. Uh, they're all having a go. And I'm a bit of a softy, I think, to a point. And then I have... Uh, you lose your shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely one of those dads. I'm the exploding type. Eventually, uh, I go and I go and go. And then it's a massive explosion. And then I'm back to normal again. Yeah. I just find I'm racing around doing so many different things. Which actually is probably why people always say that when you become parents, you become a bit of a superhero. Uh, <laughs> which is a really big, huge term. Mm. But... When you think of the amount of things that you do for your You're kids... You're multitasking everywhere, aren't you? Constantly. Doing sport, doing homework, working on this, working on that, going to schools. Uh, Drop-offs, pick-ups, friends, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and you've got three. So all your three are in that age group where they want to be dropped off somewhere or they want to want you to pick up a friend to come over, you know, and... Actually, you know what? Uh, speaking of friends... I was reading this uh, again, another article, and, and it was all about how do you deal with somebody else's child who's misbehaving. Dropkick. No, sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> Dropkick. No, I'm sorry. I was sorry. wondering, when my kids came back from your house, I, I noticed a couple of... Uh, cut, cut. <laughs> but it is true, because it we've hard. all experienced it. We've all had playdates for our kids, and somebody's come over to the house, or somebody's interacted with our kids, and they do things that ordinarily you wouldn't let your own no, kids that's do. That's right. That's and right. what do you do in that situation? It's it's a hard one because you 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 want to be uh, you know respectful to to the other child because obviously they're not yours. But by the same token, you're in your home, so you you'd like to think that other parents have instilled some respect at somebody else's place. Uh, so it's it's a it's a bit of a, a bit of a touchy subject, and look, it, it's a very hard thing to to you know sometimes come to terms with where you have to just bite your lip and and walk away, have a beer. A couple of years back, um, I heard of uh, friends of mine who um, had some kids over. You know, again, it was a play date, mm. and uh, they used to put their kids into the corner when they misbehaved. Okay. You know, it was a very typical thing. For a while there, it was all, you're misbehaving into the corner for 10 seconds or one minute, depending on your age. I think they went through a phase there where um, if the child was misbehaving, they recommended you put the child into the corner for as long as their age was. Yeah. Uh, is this the, 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 the British woman? In, yeah, well, I can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like super nanny. Super nanny, that, super that, nanny. that's it. And these, uh, these friends of ours, you know, they had, they had kids over. Um, one of the kids was misbehaving. So they put the kid in the corner. So that's somebody else's kid they put into the corner. How many kids were there? <laughs> How big is the house? So you got kids all over the place. <laughs> They're like statues. Every, every corner. Every corner was taken. Yeah. 
It happened to be a birthday party. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Hold on to this umbrella. <laughs> so there they are in the corner holding on to an umbrella. Stay over there. Don't come back. It'd be good in the Oscars. Just paint them gold. <laughs> <laughs> for your gold party. For they your would, Oscars party. They would never stay put long enough. I mean, oh. Anyway, they, they, they put this, this child in the corner. And then the child's parents found out ah. that these other parents had put their child in the corner. Ba-ba-ba. Discipline. And it didn't go down well at all. It would have. Uh, but it would, it, I would imagine they wouldn't have been too happy about it. Um, no, I wouldn't be happy about it. I mean, how would you feel about it? I would not be happy about it because at the end of the day, yeah, I, I, could, I could understand that if my daughter was playing up, that if they'd asked her to pull it back, I understand and I, I'm happy to yeah. cop that. Because I, I try to teach my daughter to be respectful at other people's places. Yeah, that's it. They are kids. They will muck up. I get it. Yeah. However, for someone to put my daughter in a corner, probably probably not the best thing. You know, I, at least for me. Some people would be it'd be okay. Inez would probably argue their pants off it, but uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that would you I, would you walk in and say, nobody puts my daughter in a corner. <laughs> You know, that's a, what's that from? Dirty dancing. Dirty dancing. Nobody puts <laughs> nobody puts baby in the baby corner. In the corner. That's the one. No, it's um the kid thing. It, it is a it is a touchy subject, and we'd be curious to to hear what people have got to say about it, and if they've had any any instances where they've they've come back to pick up their kids, and the kids have not been happy or the the kids have been crying for whatever reason and it's turned a little bit pear-shaped and how do you handle that situation because you know initially uh, you, you you might feel aggrieved by the whole thing but you certainly don't want to ruin the friendship either and that is actually the hardest part isn't it because generally it is friends of friends i mean that's normally how it works out mm. your your kids end up being friends with well actually it's it's either that or it's complete strangers because as parents, one of the big things we all have to do is become friends with other children's parents that we've never met in our life before. Mm, you, you, you turn up to occasions and suddenly you're standing with another parent who you've never talked to before. You, you're only meeting them because your kids are friends. By association. Yeah, by association. So, I mean, sometimes they are strangers, but quite often it is a case that it's, it is somebody you know very well. And yeah, exactly what you say. You don't want to wreck the friendship. I would have thought, though, that was weird, you know, putting them in the corner. I wouldn't have taken to it too kindly. I think I would have gone all Liam Neeson, but, uh, you know, that, that's uh, <laughs> each to their own. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about strange customs and traditions with children, mm. and especially newborns. And you being the newborn representative of this team. Yes. You're not quite, a, well, you're not a newborn, but no. Leo, Leo's, yeah. he's not a newborn anymore, but he is still young. Yes. We, we've talked about nappies, we've talked about all that sort of stuff, but uh, there's all these crazy customs around the world. We were talking about how uh, some people teach their kids how to toilet train by whistling, because it relaxes their bowels. You know that I did go home, and I did ask my wife to whistle at me during the morning, and she didn't know why, and I said, just whistle and what did she whistle <laughs> she probably didn't like it too much when when i actually gave her the reason why and she started throwing all these expletives at me but uh, uh which 
you know, I, I suppose. I, I, I'd say what she didn't really like was when you said, darling, I can't hear you from the bedroom. You need to whistle in here in the toilet. <laughs> Yes, the, and that, that's, when she, that's when she drew the line. She said, yeah. "No, you know what? Forget she, it." She Forget goes, it. "You give me the shits," and I said, "No, that's what I want you to give me." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, <laughs> I uh, I saw another tradition. Apparently, in I think it's in Thailand. Again, I, I may be wrong, but they throw babies from fifty meter height mm-hmm. onto blankets below. Wow. Uh, yeah, and the crowd have got to hold the blankets up, so the kids fly down, thrown. And they're caught in the blankets. And then they're passed around the huge crowd of people and delivered back to their the parents. So what's, what's this in aid of? Uh, the, I think the whole idea is that the, the kids will never know fear. But the parents will be shitting themselves <laughs> for 15 minutes. Can you imagine that? You know, you've just had your baby and then somebody says, all right, we've got to do the tradition. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to run this one past my wife because I know that when I throw my baby up in the air, she's kind of like, stop it. You know, and that's just me throwing him up in the air, just having a little bit of a play. So I don't know if the, the Thailand thing's going to wash too well with it. 50 metres. Can you imagine it's that? It's a big drop. That's, that's, that's quite That's high. Michael Jackson style, remember, years ago oh, when, when he was no. in the hotel. I mean, the guy, the guy was crucified for what he was doing. If I was him, I would have said, but in Thailand... Well, now, just for all our listeners out there, we are, we're not 100% sure that it is Thailand. It may be somewhere else. It could have been somewhere else, but... Some point, somewhere in the world they do it. Was that your Michael Jackson that impersonation? That was my best Michael that Jackson impersonation. Unfortunately, my voice is a little bit too deep for, uh, for that kind of thing. You know, that's one thing I love doing with the kids, impersonations. And I've never been good at impersonations, which probably makes it even more interesting. You know, So my, my Michael Jackson's always been... Um, hey, Tito. <laughs> that's... Well... <laughs> That's probably more Jermaine Jackson <laughs> because he's got a bit of a deeper voice. Now, we're, we're not having to go at Michael Jackson here. We, we love Michael Jackson. Oh, so Michael Jackson was a legend. An, an absolute. An all-time great, never to be... He was incredible. He really anywhere. was. And way ahead of his time. I mean, to this day, people are still emulating his style, kind of creating songs very similar to what he did. Uh, he was amazing. It was, the reality is that as much of a genius as he was... Um, God rest his soul, there was a little element of what the with uh, with Michael. However, you know, he, he did do a few trippy things, but, you know, at the end of the day, I suppose we all do. Well, that's that's right. I suppose everybody has their, uh, their many sides, the different sides of their personalities. Maybe his was more noticeable. More, more noticeable by the fact that he was a multi, multi, Platinum uh, megastar, known all over the world, couldn't walk down the street in in that category. Yeah, yeah. a little bit like a little bit like myself. I, I must say that I walk into a cafe and they go, uh, "Mr. Mr. Flat White, almond milk flat white." <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, we we watched Deadpool, and um, and we can probably both confirm it is a kids movie. It's, it's a family movie. Uh, not. It is an adult-sized kids movie. Yes, it is. That, that is, it is super-sized. It's a good movie, isn't it? It was. It was a really good movie. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did nearly close my eyes at one point. I felt your uh, head just easing onto my shoulder at one point, and I, I, I thought, okay, wait a minute, 
Steady on. No, I was just looking for the pods that I just dropped out. Ah, well, no, okay, <laughs> that's fair. Okay, all right. So it was all innocent. It was all innocent. It was all, it was innocent. all innocent. All right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, no, but the movie was great. I mean, it was. You, you always have the the sequel where it has to be bigger, it has to be better, and uh, a little bit wittier. In, in the case of Deadpool, which I thought it was fantastic, they certainly nailed that brief, and I think they've opened the door for at least another one or two movies uh, to come through. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. You know, coming up with a, a new script, a whole new idea every single time. It's 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 like trying to come up with a podcast week after week. It's <laughs> you know getting paid all this money. Like if someone paid me half a million dollars to write a story, it'd be doing exactly what I'm doing here. I mean, they're paying us right now to uh, to work out every day for this podcast so that we get a six pack because it's the Hollywood way, isn't That's it? That's right. That's right. So I'm I've uh, gone out and spent my money. I'm protecting my six-pack that I have underneath what I've got my protection over it. Me too. I'm, so, I'm exactly the same way. And my wife's paying me to get out of the house, basically. <laughs> so, so it's a win-win it's a it's win, win for a everyone. It's a win-win situation for everyone. We've both got daughters. Um, you got Inez, I've got Kiki. And Kiki turned around to me recently, probably because there's been so much uh, over the last while about princesses and royal weddings and all these sort of things. And uh, she said to me that she wants to become a princess. And that may sound like just one of those kind of things that kids say sometimes, but it's not something that Kiki says. Hmm. She's never said something like that. And she's very definite on it that she wants to become a princess. And she's asked me, how do you do it? You know, how do you go about becoming a princess? What's involved? And then she said, and if I'm a princess, does that mean that I can never get a fracture on my leg? And I thought that was the most <laughs> random thing I'd ever heard. Well, if you're a princess, you probably don't have to do any sports, which means that you're not going to fall down and anybody's going to kick you. So, Well, yeah. actually, that is and true. you've probably got security t- detail, and if anybody does kick you, the only person is going to get a fractured leg or a broken leg is the, the person security, because their job is to dive as you're falling. As so you're falling. You should never actually hit the ground. She will be definitely... A princess waving to the royal crowd. See, I like your answer because I said, of course you'll have a fracture. (laughs) Which is terrible. I said, of course, you know. Hey, but you know what? That's the the way we bring up our kids, you know. All jokes aside, we we try to be as as candid with them and as real with them as possible because uh, molly coddling them isn't necessarily going to uh, get them through life because the reality is, you know what? Most people aren't going to have a security detail to, to throw themselves in front of <laughs> yeah, Well, that's someone. true, yeah. But I thought it was nice, actually, that whole notion. It's very innocent. It is very innocent. You know, that whole idea, yeah. I want to become a princess, because you think that's, that's an old idea. You know, mm. it's from years ago. It's in fairy tales. It's in all those sort of things. And I suppose, you know, with the recent weddings, those sort of fairy tales have come true in many, many senses, which, is, it, which, it, is, which is nice. It, you know, it's it, kind it, of a nice notion. It's a true, it's a true fairy tale. Yeah, absolutely. Because Meghan Markle and uh, Kate Middleton, Middleton Middleton slash whatever, Sussex or whatever she is now, uh, they they, they have changed how people view the royals. And and, and not to mention, obviously, uh, William and Harry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's it's a different take on it. It's it's not something that, uh, even though it, it, it is unattainable in in a lot of ways it's still attainable because people see them as everyday people yeah exactly yeah and and i suppose in 
you know, in the most recent wedding, you know, they're two people from completely different worlds. So it is a nice idea. So when Kiki said it to me, I thought, well, that is really nice. It's, it's nice to hear something like that, especially nowadays. Nowadays, kids are exposed to so many different things mm. uh, and they're not as innocent as they used to be. When we were kids, I know when I speak for myself, I was an extremely innocent guy. Yeah. As I said in previous podcasts, I, I never got jokes uh, that had any sort of rude angle to it. I never got those jokes. And yeah, I was a very innocent kid. But nowadays, you know, with YouTube and all these other things, kids see everything. But to come up to me the other day and say, I want to become a princess and be very definite on it. I thought, well, that is beautiful. Yeah, it is. And and again, it, it, it is that innocence and in how you... You deal with it, and, and as long as they, they feel that, I suppose you you have taken on board what they've said, and, and I think that's truly an, an important thing. We sometimes overlook those little things that they say because of our everyday hang-ups that we we have, and and don't take that on board, and it can sometimes hurt their feelings. Yeah, it means so much to them to know that even if it is something that we. We kind of think, okay, come on, that's not, you know, we, well, who knows? You well, don't I know. I want to be a princess too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would love to be a princess. <laughs> Why can't I be a princess? Uh, but yeah, it is, it's really important to listen. You have mm. to listen to your kids and you've got to be there on those occasions when you don't necessarily think that something's possible or, even, to, or even if you think something's, not that it's not possible, just that. There's a lot of hoops you've got to go well, through before it, something like it's that could happen. to dream. It is daring to dream. Daring to dream. And, and, and whether it's becoming a princess or whether it's becoming a singer, an actress, an artist, a doctor, whatever the case is, allowing them to, give them that, giving them the opportunity to dare to dream and fulfil those kid-like fantasies for now, it, will eventually grow into something different. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially nowadays, I think you know, kids should dream. Uh, anything is possible. I do think anything is possible. Uh, even becoming a princess, which yeah. has just been proven recently. Absolutely. <laughs> anything is possible. Anything, you just don't know. Anything is possible. So, you know, from, from that side of things, giving the kids the opportunity to just live their life and, and I suppose be who they want to be as long as it's um, in, in a, a nice, clean uh, environment where there's, you know, trouble-free and so on and so forth. You just want to make sure that they're growing and, and being able to spread their wings as, as cliche and as, as sappy as it might sound. They do need that, that support. My son asked me to stop singing Oasis songs in public. I said, maybe... You know what? <laughs> I think I love that one. I, that is right up there. That is okay. So we we've, we've got three. We've got uh, cheese that doesn't belong to you. Natural cheese. Yep. We've got uh, Mr. T. With, uh, uh, I pity I, tofu. I pity tofu. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Look, I'm gonna try and top that with. Uh, what do you call a man with no nose and nobody? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Easy, simple, simple, yet effective. Um, why do chicken coops only have two doors? Because if they had four, they would be chicken sedans. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. I'm laughing. Don't know why. It would be chicken sedan. 
chicken coop coupes. Oh, oh, okay. oh no. Oh, no, see. Oh. Okay, throw your phone away. Oh, my goodness, that is awful. <laughs> this might be classified into the awful, awful ranks. I went to a wedding the other day of two old TVs. The service was okay, but the reception was terrible. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we're, we're letting you down right now. Anyone who's listening out there, we are... Scraping. We are... Uh, okay, Oasis was a very good one. Um, all right, uh, a woman is on trial for beating her husband to death with his guitar collection. The judge says, first offender? She says, no, first a Gibson, then offender. <laughs> and, and on that note, we seriously ask you to... Please submit and even come on. We will try to get you on and get save you. Save us. Save us from this. Tell us some of your, your best dad jokes. That's all we ask is anything has to be better than what we've just dished out this evening. Yeah, I mean, look at this terrible thing. Anytime I do something smart, my dad says, wow, you're a fart smeller. I mean, smart fella. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> ah. And sometimes... When you're digging a digging a hole, you just keep digging. <laughs> you and just digging. keep digging, and we we must be all the way to the other side of the world at this stage. <laughs> now, um, unfortunately, it's come to the end of our podcast, and uh, this week we struggled to get somebody in. We were trying to get different people to come in and and do an interview with, and uh, to this week we weren't able to get a person at all. We uh, we managed to find Puss in Boots. Now, Puss in Boots, you guys would know Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots, very, very famous. Uh, for one thing, Puss in Boots is a cat. Um, and secondly, Puss in Boots, loved by cats everywhere. Lo- yes. Loved by cats everywhere. Puss, how are you? Very good. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> you are more than welcome. You can come by any time. Uh, I left a bowl of milk there for you. Yes, uh, I've already had the, the milk and it is beautiful Australian milk, very clean. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Now, uh, Puss, uh, we ask all of our uh, guests uh, what their experience is with parenting, uh, being a father. Are you a father? Uh, yes, I am. I am a father of plenty. Of plenty, of all right. Plenty. And uh, I have to manage my time like any other father around the world. I have to manage my time all the time. Is that why you wear those boots? Is that uh, Does it give you extra speed or agility to get where you need to go to? These boots are very heavy, so I don't have time to be running around everywhere. So I have my kids come to me. Yes, I will not, I will not ever, ever allow my children to tell me what to do. However. Mm. Oh, however. However, I will always try to help them with anything that is possible for their education and anything that is possible for them to help me when I am very, very tired. Ah, well, you know what? I think in the last couple of weeks, we've had a couple of guests. We've had Mick Dundee. We've had uh, Tony Montana. Uh, You know what, Puss? You're all right. Thank you very much. My name is Puss in Boots. Wow, you, you kind of refer to yourself. It's interesting. It's kind of like I, my, I'm, I'm saying, I am Damien, the Irishman Leith. <laughs> but that's really nice. Puss, thank you so much for coming in. If you want to just take your hairball with you on the way out, <coughs> the, the one you. Yes, yes, it's all over the floor. Thank you very much, Mr. Leith. Thank you very much, Cesar. I will see you soon. And I think that brings us to a very good place to end this podcast. Guys, um, stop by, let us know uh, any sort of questions. Oh, gee. 
he, he's scratching something out there, whatever he's up to. Yeah, he's, uh, he's going a little bit crazy. I think, I think he might have taken those boots off his... <laughs> <laughs> I notice you're wearing his boots now. Yes, yeah, I'm keeping myself grounded. <laughs> that's not <laughs> very... like a superhero. That, you know? that's, that's not very cool. You just stole boots from a cat. Uh, you know, he's got my life. He's going to find a new pair of boots. That's, that's it, that's, that's fine. Uh, well, look, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what sort of questions you have. And from myself, Damien... And me, Caesar. Take it easy. See you soon. See you soon. Thanks, guys. Stay classy, San Diego. Peace out.